If you could uh, come on in, get a seat or stand. And actually, if we could close the doors in the back. Thank you for being here this morning. Great to see all of you. The last time I saw most of you was at the airport. Good to see you again. It's, uh, it's really a wonderful day because Jeffrey's in Rio today, uh, which really connects um, our pilgrimage experiences from the very beginning. Um, he's preaching at Redentor Redeemer Church, where we spent uh, two Sundays and spent the entire week with youth from that church. And uh, it's just a great coincidence. Maybe it's more than a coincidence. And it's great to think of him there preaching. Um, so our pilgrimage relationship from Brazil continues to this day. Um, it's difficult to express or share uh, what happens on a pilgrimage um, such as this. And with this difficulty in mind, pilgrims are often invited to simply express uh, their gratitude when they return. So we simply say thank you uh, to the parish, first of all, for, for the financial support through the budget of the parish uh, and for your daily prayers while we were in Greece, for the staff that put together the beautiful uh, prayer cycle that was in the monthly, <clears throat> and I hope you uh, took advantage of that for your daily rituals while we were traveling. We say thank you to the parents for your support and your prayers, for your financial sacrifices, uh, and for allowing your child to take the risk uh, of taking a pilgrimage such as this, uh, a risk um, to explore uh, ourselves more deeply. I say thank you to all the leaders for your time, uh, your, your superb leadership, uh, and for the sacrifice you made away from your families. We also say thank you to uh, Emmy and Michael and Russ, the teachers of the class who could not travel with the group. We missed you and thought about you a lot. Uh, I say thank you to Phil Cousineau, uh, the author of The Art of Pilgrimage, and I'll talk uh, about him in, in a little bit. And especially, I say a special thank you to you, this group of teenagers, um, for your decision to um, take this risk and uh, make this journey of self-exploration. I thank you. Let's all give them a, a round of applause. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. <clears throat> For the, over the past three years, we have learned uh, that the All Saints pilgrimage uh, experience is really about self-exploration. And what we, uh, what we can learn about ourselves might make our relationships with God and with our friends and our families that much easier. It's a hard task. But if, if we're more comfortable with who we are, if we're more comfortable in our own skin and we explore how to become more comfortable with the person that we were created to be, then maybe other things in our lives might be, um, have more clarity. Or, or more simplicity. So that's part of the goal of the All Saints pilgrimage. Now, pilgrimage on a grander scale, is, is there are lots of definitions, and we'll hear about some of them in a minute. But for us, it's really about self-exploration. And almost two years ago, if you can't believe it, this group in particular gathered as uh, 
young ninth graders and uh, began their discernment process for um, their intended location. And we talked about common interests, our passions, and those reflections led us to the decision to travel to Greece, where uh, we would follow in the footsteps of St. Paul and St. John, and um, those, uh, their experiences would shape our journey and inspire our conversations. We were very blessed uh, and fortunate that Phil Cousineau, the author of The Art of Pilgrimage, came with us. Many of you, I'm sure, know that. He, a year or so ago, did a, a workshop, two workshops here in Ellis Hall, and then we just liked him so much, he liked us, that we said, hey, you know, next year we're going to Greece. Uh, do you want to come? And um, I thought he'd say no. And uh, he didn't. He said yes, which um, was a challenge in itself because he's in, he's in San Francisco, and uh, we had to just, you know, figure that out, how we would work that. But he was superb in every way. Um, he was a great listener. He is incredibly smart. He... Um, is very versed in Greece um, and the, the travels of Paul, and he knew so much. And we, the kids got so much out of it, I think, from, from his uh, wealth of knowledge. He's an, he's, uh, and he was a great friend to all of us, and um, we're really grateful. He cannot, obviously cannot be here today. He wanted to be here today. We tried to make it work, um, but let's just make sure we keep Phil in our hearts today as we continue. Um, in order to uh, express what, um, what happened on our journey, as I said, it's difficult, but we've invited four students to uh, share uh, some of their reflections uh, on the trip, and uh, we will begin with Carolyn Harris. during these final days of August, don't you always have that one conversation that seems to be repeated over and over again as you bump into friends and acquaintances and you're catching up from the summer? Well, for me this year, that conversation has preceded something like this. So, what did you do this summer? I respond. Well, I traveled to Greece on a pilgrimage with my church youth group. They exclaim, oh, how wonderful. So a pilgrimage, that's like a mission trip, right? Where you go and rebuild something. This is where I sigh and then began to explain what a pilgrimage actually is. So what do I say to them? How do I describe a pilgrimage? Well, since I've been in this situation many times during the last few weeks, I whip out the standard definition of pilgrimage that Rob gave to us at the beginning of the year, which is, a pilgrimage is a journey made to a sacred place, or a quest to satisfy a longing or purpose. However, having now returned from my travels in Greece, I realize that the word pilgrimage means so much more than that accurate yet oversimplified phrase. My journey to Greece affected me in a variety of ways. I learned so much about my personal faith and about the faith of others. To me, one of the main ideas or themes of the trip seemed to be the concept of arrival. 
Yes, there was the physical arrival of landing on Grecian soil after the endless 12 hours of plane flights. However, another part of arrival was having the revelation that, wow, I am actually here. The precise region where St. Paul and John dedicated their lives traveling to spread Christianity. My examples of this revelation would include sitting in the Agora, the ancient marketplace where Paul attempted to convey his ideas to the most brilliant theologians of that age, or visiting the cave on the island of Patmos, where it is said that John experienced his revelation with God. Other incredible moments include following in silence along the identical path that thousands of other pilgrims walked before us through the ancient temple of the Oracle at Delphi. The thrill of arriving at each destination and realizing, wow, I am, I am really here, never got old. Phil Cousineau, author of The Art of Pilgrimage, who also traveled with us, described these occurrences as aha moments. It is an instant when all of your questioning and doubts seem to dissipate and suddenly everything just makes sense. During the pilgrimage, we discussed how it is possible we may not grasp this moment until significantly later. My, my experiences in Greece have given me faith that even through times of challenge and confusion, there will be moments when everything comes together. I am incredibly thankful for the opportunity to accompany Rob, John Herring, my teachers, and a fantastic assortment of friends on this amazing adventure. As my dad always reminds me, yes, Carolyn, you should be thankful because Paul went to some pretty nice places. <laughs> Thank you, Carolyn. Alexander Hoare. Well, that's going to be hard to follow up. <laughs> um, right then. Not nearly that detailed in any case. Um, I thought that I would open with a poem that I wrote on pilgrimage. Um, one night when we were um, in Meteora, we, uh, Rob suggested an activity where we all wrote a poem with one syllable, three syllable, five syllable, three syllable, one syllable, almost haiku-like. But um, and it really, that activity just sort of made me think. So here's my poem. Vast the mind is. Revelations made, insight found, bliss. For me, that is what pilgrimage is all about. Answering questions, making revelations, and for me, that's bliss. It's just perfect. This um, pilgrimage, just going, it, it took me to a level philosophically and theologically that I'd never thought about before. It's... Um, I'd, I'd never taken the time to think that much about the bigger picture. Um, and answering all these questions 
for me, the pilgrimage was almost about knowledge, just wanted to learn as much as I possibly could in all these amazing places, and I did <laughs> all over the place. Um, foot of the Acropolis with Phil Kuzno there. We had such a wealth of knowledge, it was hard to take it all in. Um, my favorite place was Delphi. It was the most amazing place in the world that I've ever been to. Um, just in the top of the mountains, beautiful views, and you can see the Aegean, just a tiny bit of it in the, just in the little corner of your eye. And it was just so beautiful that um, just helped put life in perspective. Um, when we went to the ruins of Delphi, each one of us um, took some time to stand in front of the ruins of the Temple of Apollo alone and um, in silence. We all took turns. And for me, that was probably the most powerful part of the pilgrimage because every single one of us, just one by one, went up, had silent time to just think. And we, we all had a question in mind, sort of a symbolic ask the oracle sort of thing. And um, um, I know my question was, I got an answer in some way, some way. and um, uh, it was just an amazing sort of experience. It, the, another thing about the pilgrimage, it really helped me connect with All Saints. I mean, I've been going here for a decade just sort of following my dad around, and um, <laughs> I've sort of felt like this is his church, I'm just here, got to wake up early every Sunday. <laughs> but um, after pilgrimage, it, it is my church. I feel connected to, the con to just all of you as a whole in a way that I haven't for a decade. So um, I'd probably say that after this pilgrimage, it's made me feel a lot more connected to this church. And that's how I want to end it. I'm here. <laughs>
As I tried to sleep that night, I started to feel a little bit homesick. This is something that I have struggled with in the past, and usually I would just sat, would have just sat there thinking about home, making it even worse. But I was reminded about what I had read and then what I had seen at the dock earlier. I told myself that this was just a small wave and I could overcome it. I prayed to God for the strength to rise above this challenge. As I settled down and started to fall asleep, I knew that my anchor had just become stronger. Another challenge that many of us faced was getting to know each other. The first few days of the trip, I spent the majority of my time with my Westminster friends. It was not until later that I got to know other people on the trip. It was hard at first because although we had been in the same Sunday school class our entire lives, I realized that I really knew nothing about some of the other people. But looking back, the awkward and anxious feelings were completely worth it. I can't help but think about all the amazing people that I truly knew nothing about before this trip. I've started a lifelong friendship because I was able to get through this struggle and strengthen my anger. I know that I'm not alone in this spiritual growth because every night when we would talk about our day, at least one person talked about a personal challenge that they were able to push through. I believe that we all returned home from our pilgrimage to Greece with much stronger anchors. Thank you, Hannah. Alice Berry. I'd like to start with a quote um, that Phil Cousineau uses in his book that we used for our pilgrimage. Um, it's by Freya Stark. This is a great moment when you see, however distant, the goal of your wandering. The thing which has been living in your imagination suddenly becomes a part of the tangible world. One of the most exciting spiritual things we did on our pilgrimage was visit the ancient site of Delphi. I'm sure many of the people who also came on the pilgrimage with agree, would agree with me. For those of you not familiar with the history of Delphi, it, is a, it has been a place of pilgrimage for thousands of years. It went through many changes, being ruled by Sybil and later on the oracle of the god Apollo. Many people traveled many, many miles to ask their sole question, the one they hoped the oracle might have insight about. I read a book of seers, fortune tellers, and prophets when I was in the fourth grade. The Oracle of Delphi was mentioned in the book, of course. While my librarian disregarded the ancient prophet's accuracy, I was entranced by the idea of these people with this special gift. I remember telling my mom back then that when I went to Greece, I had to go to Delphi. At the beginning of the year, we had been told about our visit to Delphi and that we would have time to present a question at the site of the oracle, like in the ancient tradition. I loved this idea, but really had no clue what I would ask. I was at a complete loss. After a troubling day of heat rash and a long bus ride, I was not too happy or spiritually in tune. <laughs> By the evening, I had managed to find some peace of mind. Later that night and the next morning leading up to our ceremony at Delphi, we were to be silent and reflective, to be prayerful and respectful. My question would come to me during our silent time in the morning, I thought, going to sleep. I woke up Sunday morning with the question bursting from my rusted head. What should I do with my life? What should I be dedicated to? It's a fairly open-ended question. I wasn't exactly looking for a profession, but more of a purpose. This was definitely the question I was dying to ask, though. 
Following in the footsteps, rather literally, of thousands of people and years of history, the All Saints Pilgrims took our own soul questions to, to Delphi. As we all took turns going up to the entrance of the temple to present our questions, the direct sun was swelteringly hot. There was no shade to be had. Despite the peace our silence walk brought me earlier this morning, I was starting to get agitated again. <laughs> when my turn came, I walked up to the six columns that remained of the Grand Temple. As I looked at them, and like in a surreal dream sequence of a movie, they seemed to grow, the harsh stone contrasting with the brilliantly bright blue sky. I closed my eyes, starting my prayer. Suddenly, a breeze came straight through the entrance and provided the first bit of relief I'd had from the heat that morning. I went on to ask my question. I whispered it to the oracle, to God, to myself, and to the land. There was perfect stillness in my mind and all around me. You'll find it. It'll come to you. And that was all I needed. Stay open. Listen for God's answer. Thank you, Alice. Thank you to all our speakers today. There are more reflections uh, on the All Saints website in the form of the daily blog. If you have not... Um, looked at that or read it or seen some of the photos, I encourage you uh, to check in with that blog and see there are some other uh, students reflected there. And also, please ask some, at, at the end of this, uh, please ask questions to some of the other folks. That's the best way to um, engage and find out uh, what, what happened um, from the source. Another way to uh, see and um, experience what we did was, is to have a slideshow. Of course, and uh, this is the first time I think many of you have seen a lot of these photos since, uh, since we left. So if you wanted to all come around here, Courtney Garvin, our uh, blog master extraordinaire, will get us going. Please uh, enjoy the photos.
Thank you, Courtney, for putting that together. And thank you all so much for being here. Um, please uh, share with uh, our pilgrims and in, in their experiences, uh, either talking with them or check the blog. And um, look forward to um, Ecuador 2009 for this year's 10th grade. Thank you.